This very special episode is sponsored by Drop and by HelloFresh. Now, we've been doing this show for a long time. Yes. Well, not this show, but you get the idea. Mm -hmm. And for the last five years, we've wrapped up each year by taking a nice, long, cynical look back at the worst things that we covered in the past year. Generally, it's the worst people, but it, of course, it also includes companies and even just general concepts and trends. Mm -hmm. We're beginning a new year very soon, and it's time to take a very negative look back at everything that we hated for the past year, just to get it all out of our systems and start fresh in 2020. We're doing a content cleanse here. Yeah. And it's going to stink. Now, let's start off uh, with a story that struck us. It struck very close to home for us. <laughs> Operation Varsity Blues. If you somehow went into 2019 still believing that meritocracy is a real thing, you may have been shocked to learn that a lot of very rich people in this country get their kids into prestigious universities using tactics like bribery. Of course, rich people have always used their money to get what they want, and in terms of higher education, that usually means making large donations to a school, which is all perfectly legal and therefore totally fine. Ethical. But what these people did was actually, legally speaking, a crime. As the college admission scandal revolved around a guy named Rick Singer, who ran two companies that basically took parents' money and used that money to make bribes and commit fraud to make rich people's dumb kids seem more impressive than they actually were on admissions forms. They inflated test scores and they bribed coaches to hand out sports scholarships to kids who aren't actually too good at sports. In some cases, Photoshop was used to put kids' faces onto actual athletes' bodies. The best. We all got to get a little better at spotting this stuff. Mm -hmm. And it all worked. A bunch of rich kids got into colleges that they probably shouldn't have. Uh, thanks to these methods, probably edging out other applicants who actually deserved to be admitted, but didn't because their parents weren't rich and couldn't afford the bribes. No. Uh, what made this story front page news was the fact that actresses Lori Loughlin and Felicity Huffman were among the parents caught bribing their kids into college. Felicity Huffman was smart enough to take a plea deal involving two weeks behind bars, along with paying a fine and doing some community service. But Lori Loughlin and her husband, Massimo, yeah, he, he does those Massimo clothes, <laughs> they inexplicably... Uh, pleaded not guilty and may very well end up paying a much worse penalty for their involvement in this whole scheme. Yeah, so you got that to look forward to mm -hmm. next year. But what made this personal for us was that one of our old bosses from our machinima days was among the parents caught up in the scheme. Love to see it. Steven Sempervivo was the president of Machinima during a period in which dozens of our friends lost their jobs in multiple rounds of layoffs. Uh, the execs, they all made a bunch of idiotic decisions that cost the company millions, but the low-level employees just doing their jobs were the ones who suffered. Mm -hmm. Sempervivo was very much John McGinley's character in Office Space, brought in specifically because he can fire loads of people and not lose any sleep over it. So it was an absolute joy seeing him get caught committing crimes and ended up going to prison for it. Uh, he actually is in prison right now, missing out on Christmas with his family, and that just warms our cold, dead hearts. That's the best Christmas gift of all, mm -hmm. knowing that He's behind bars He's behind for Christmas. Bars. Well, his idiot son, mm -hmm. who's never going to be normal ever again. Mm -hmm. That's, that's. I mean, not that he ever was, but... I don't think his son cares. I, yeah, probably not. Fuck him. Yeah. Fuck the whole family. Yeah. Send him all to jail. Anyway, <laughs> next in bad, Elon Musk. Yes. Now, the bulk of Elon Musk's dumb antics that tainted his reputation for us and a lot of other people actually happened back in 2018. The pedo guy comments, the Azalea Bank saga, the funding secured debacle, smoking weed on Joe Rogan while under government security clearance, and just generally seeming like he was working himself to death. That was 2018. This year, though, we finally got the defamation lawsuit stemming from those pedo guy tweets, uh, and Elon managed to actually win it. Yeah. 
He accused an actual hero of being a pedophile, doubled down on it, hired a con man private investigator to try and prove that this guy was a pedophile, and then he got away with all of it. Well done. Documents obtained during the trial did at least include Musk admitting in an email that he was, quote, kind of a fucking idiot and that the whole thing was, quote, one of the dumbest things that I've ever done. So that's that's not nothing. Anyways, other stuff Elon got up to this year included tweeting out some fan art without crediting the artist. Bad. Uh, He released Tesla Advanced Summon, which was actually hilarious and demonstrated just how far we actually are from real autonomous driving. He claimed at the beginning of the year that we... The Teslas would be capable of fully autonomous driving by the end of the year. Oh. I don't think he did it. Uh, a new boring company tunnel demonstration, which further illustrated why the whole concept isn't actually impressive or good. It's just a rich person car tunnel. It's literally just a fucking hole through the ground that only Teslas on. can drive on. Well, the best is they just paved it over. Yeah. Now it's just literally a road underground. Yeah. No. It's, uh, we, we've, <laughs> we've deviated from the original idea quite a bit. No. In general, by Elon standards, not the worst year. So that's yeah, that's good. Congratulations, Elon. You're not the worst person of 2019. We just we still don't like you very much uh, because yeah, you know, you choose to do things that are weird for someone who's actually trying to make things good for the entire yeah. world. You claim you claim to you know have noble interests and and motivations, mm-hmm. and yet. You act the way you do. For someone as busy as him, he's, he finds a lot of time to fuck up. Also, he he, he unveiled that car. Oh, God. That, cyber fucking, that fucking car is the ugly. Like, I'm sorry. It's been like a month. And the and worst part I of it is that warmed up to it. People keep trying to gaslight us into thinking that it's a beautiful car. Yeah, this is uh, not going to happen. No, no. You're the weird one. Yes. Yes, you are. That car is ugly. It is. Uh, <laughs> next up, here's a story uh, that we could have sworn happened last year, but I guess not. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> Jussie Smollett faking a hate crime. Sorry, allegedly uh, faking a hate crime. Uh, because this whole story was so dumb that all parties involved chose to simply just walk away rather than drag things out any further in court. Uh, we may never know exactly what happened, but the rough, unofficial timeline is as follows. In January, Empire star Jussie Smollett received a letter with a stick figure hanging from a tree and the text, Smollett, Jussie, you will die, and MAGA plus white powder that turned out to be Tylenol. It's pretty on the nose, but, uh, you know, gotta no. take threats seriously. A week later, Smollett told police that he had been attacked late at night walking in Chicago by two white men he claimed were shouting racial and homophobic slurs who put a noose around his neck and poured an unknown liquid on him. They also said they were wearing red hats. I mean, mm-hmm. doesn't look good, guys. Yeah. And this was shocking news since hate crimes, they do happen. Racism and homophobia do exist in this country. And why would anyone lie about this kind of thing? You'd have to be a fucking idiot. You'd have to be a sociopath. Yeah. Well, we're not sure why anyone would lie. Attention, I guess. But yeah. uh, Jossie's story quickly started falling apart once the police and the press looked more closely at and it. And by looking more closely at it, uh, just doing basic detective work. Yeah, it's if I've learned anything doing uh, the news, it's that scheming... <laughs> It's, it's harder than it looks. Yeah. People try to scheme and they fuck it up all the time. Yep. The two brothers who acted as background extras on Empire and who were both black were interrogated for possibly being the ones who carried out the attack, but they released them without enough evidence. Uh, later, an anonymous police source told the press that they had evidence that the brothers had been paid $3,500 to stage the attack and that there was evidence they'd purchased clothes and items used in the attack shortly before it went down, including asking for a MAGA hat but settling on a blank red hat instead. 
These things are flying off the shelves. You can't even get one anymore. Especially here in Chicago. We yeah. love our president. Eventually, the brothers said that they had, in fact, staged the attack. So, yeah, it sounds like they staged the attack. Yeah. I mean, they admitted it. <laughs> now, Smollett ended up getting charged for filing a false police report with his alleged motivation being getting a pay raise on Empire out of sympathy. Yeah. Got to be an easier way to do that. Yeah, maybe by being a better actor. <laughs> But about a month later, the authorities, uh, they just went ahead and dropped all the charges and ended the investigation with Smollett losing his $10,000 bail bond and performing 16 hours of community service. That's it. Yeah. Uh, it's still not really clear why the charges were dropped, but it seems like the police investigation may have been such a shit show with so many leakers and it, it, just absolute mess. So bad that it would have only made the cops look worse if the case had actually been investigated mm -hmm. and, you know, gone through the whole process of the trial. That might be it. We don't know. In any case, fuck Jesse Smollett. People experience actual racism every day in this country, and this little stunt, it doesn't really help anyone. No. It, no, it, it, it almost helped you. <laughs> yeah, almost. No. So yeah. it, it helped no one. Mm -hmm. It was a waste of everyone's time. Police resources. Yeah. Yeah. It was bad. Moving on to the uh, guy who probably was the number one worst person we covered this past year. Jacob Wall. There he is. Congratulations. Come on down. Uh, and, uh, well, to a lesser uh, extent... Slightly less extent. Mm -hmm. uh, his associate, Jack Berkman. Wall and Berkman first landed on our radar towards the end of 2018 when they held a big press conference claiming to have evidence that special counsel and former FBI director Robert Mueller had raped a young woman. They, of course, didn't have any real evidence and their star witness bailed on them just before the conference. But none of that got in the way of Wall and Berkman doing what they do best, telling ridiculous lies. Oh, and they even created a fake intelligence firm to sell the lie which used celebrity photos on employee listings. And Wall, in particular, he just lies about everything. Yes. Earlier, he had been the youngest hedge fund manager on earth and then was banned from futures trading for life uh, for lying to his investors. On Twitter, while he still had a Twitter, he lied constantly about going to L.A. coffee shops and overhearing those liberals whispering about how much they actually love the president. Uh, his timeline, it read like satire. But, like, actually, like, really good satire. Mm -hmm. In February, though, Wall lost his Twitter privileges after admitting in an interview that he planned to flood social media with disinformation in the run-up to the 2020 election, including using fake accounts, which... Breaks know, the rules. TOS violation. It came out a month later that Jacob had already been using fake accounts, including one that he'd used to make death threats against himself while on a very weird trip to Minnesota with fellow right-wing millennial grifter Laura Loomer. They'd gone to Minneapolis to prove once and for all that Representative Ilhan Omar had married her own brother to commit immigration fraud or some shit. But since the video was basically just the two of them walking and driving around with ominous music playing, they realized they had to spice things up a bit. This included wearing Kevlar and claiming to have a large group of armed bodyguards shadowing them, but also Jacob making a fake death threat against himself. So in the video, we see Jacob visiting a police station to report one of these death threats, which is shown on screen. And, uh, yeah, hey, look, it turns out the user photo of that threat, uh, it matched the user photo on one of Wool's fake accounts that a reporter had tweeted out uh, weeks earlier. And sure enough, the guy in the picture was just some local dude in Minneapolis who was uh, not very stoked about his face being attached to a death threat. No. Uh, well, he next dedicated himself to a series of press conferences with his pal Jack Berkman that made the Mueller press conference look legitimate by comparison. First, uh, Wall and Berkman accused presidential candidate Pete Buttigieg of having raped a young man earlier in the year. Once again, they had a star witness, but uh, once again, their star witness got cold feet at the last minute and told the world that it was all bullshit and that he was sorry for getting involved. 
Another anonymous person who'd earlier been approached to do the accusation also went to the press and uh, described it also. Yeah. Not so good, but for some reason, they still just went ahead with their press conference, this time held on Jack Berkman's porch, presumably because all the local hotels had banned these guys. Mm -hmm. Do not serve these men. In addition to their accuser betraying them and then having no real evidence, actually, at the press conference, they also failed to note when trash day was. So at one point, the press conference was interrupted by garbage collectors. Hilarious. Uh, Yeah, it was probably my favorite moment of the year. Now, during this conference, they unveiled the Berkman-Wool Seal of Approval, a.k.a. Their plan to vet all of the 2020 candidates. And uh, they actually did eventually kind of follow through on this for at least a little bit in the form of more increasingly stupid press conferences. In October, they had a press conference claiming to uh, have insider knowledge about the Ukraine whistleblower scandal, but of course provided zero evidence. Later that same week, they held a press conference accusing Elizabeth Warren of being really into BDSM and having a sexual relationship with a 24-year-old Marine that she hired off of a prostitution website. This time, they actually managed to find a guy willing to read Jacob Wall's weird fan fiction, though he couldn't even keep a straight face while doing it. And again, the whole story, it fell apart under just the most basic scrutiny. He likes writing these stories, though. Mm -hmm. Jacob Wall jacks off, types with one hand. Mm -hmm. He loves it. He does. Now, a week after that press conference, they held another press conference, this time including a singing of the national anthem and a prayer from a fake pastor, with the main attraction being claims that Kamala Harris had an affair with a staffer. And again, they found someone to actually read Jacob's sex fantasies out loud. And in this case, it turned out that the guy had responded to a Craigslist ad and uh, had thought that the whole thing was an acting job, I guess. Uh, He didn't even know who Kamala Harris was. He didn't know she was a real person and not a fictional character. It says a lot about her campaign, if nothing else. Well, I mean, this... Jacob Wool and Jack Bergman, they can count this as a victory because yeah, Kamala she, she Harris has dropped out. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so at this point, the only people actually attending these events were people who, like us, have a morbid fascination with this bullshit and are only showing up to just heckle the shit out of Wool and Berkman. Yeah, it was uh, a circus every yeah. time, and it was very entertaining. Next, Wool and Berkman announced a press conference where Nancy Pelosi's drug dealer would reveal her apparent prolific drug use. But they ended up postponing the press conference multiple times. And then when the day came, they spent just a few minutes talking about Pelosi before switching gears to accusing Ted Cruz, of all people, of having an affair with a young woman. Jacob's fan fiction this time mostly involved the woman talking about how gross Ted Cruz's body is and said that at one point Ted Cruz's wife tracked him down at a swingers party and dragged him out by his dick. I don't want... This one pissed me off the most. Like, Jacob, why would you... Like, because you know he had to picture Ted Cruz naked multiple times while writing it. Like... Why are you going after Ted Cruz? Why are you making me picture Ted Cruz naked and fucking and getting dragged around by his dick? Like, what is the point of this? Immediately after this press conference, one of Berkman's neighbors spent a few minutes yelling uh, at the onlookers, who at this point, in fact, just show up to uh, make a lot of noise. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And he uh, also seemed like a plant, too. Yeah. And that appears to have been the final Wool Berkman event of the year. Mm -hmm. I mean, it might be Jack Berkman might have been told by the local. Yeah. Like. Housing Association to cut this shit out. But another possible reason for the end of the press conferences might be the felony charges that Jacob Wool is staring down, which amazingly have nothing to do with any of this. They actually stem from back in his hedge fund days before he decided to become a suave political operative. Traveling around the world yeah. with numerous fancy cigars. You can tell because the location is different on all of yes. the posts. Real jet setter. Mm -hmm. Now, Wall and an associate allegedly took a bunch of people's investment money back in the day and then lost it. Whoopsie. 
uh, including a guy who ended up committing suicide over the whole ordeal. Oh. So, yeah. Bad. Jake, Jake, well, we, we laugh, but uh, a man is dead because of him. Yes. Uh, he's still awaiting trial, so that's another thing we have to look forward to next year. A lot of good lawsuits coming in 2020. Yeah, it's like uh, I get more excited for these lawsuits than I do all the latest movie releases. Yeah. Now, honestly, it's impossible to cover the year Jacob Wall just had in depth without sitting here for five hours. We, we didn't even mention how he allegedly sent a bunch of death threats to the estranged wife of a failed Republican House candidate, or how his weird dad is selling a sexy calendar, or how amazing his Instagram account is. We can, however, recommend the Twitter account Jacob Wall Report if you want to keep tabs on Wall's online activity without having to actually follow him. Yeah, they do. A, it's, a, it's a thankless job where they, yeah. they just follow him on Instagram and screenshot all the best bits. And uh, Trump, uh, the week that we filmed this, uh, he retweeted one of Jacob Wall's dummy accounts. Yeah, he's, uh, he's back at it again. and As like a Republican woman. Yeah, and he, on his Instagram... Uh, he boasts about he, it. Yeah, he, he got retweeted. He, he doesn't understand scheming. No, no, no one, No one can scheme he's, anymore. He's too proud of his schemes while they're happening to, yeah. to let them grow into, into fruition. But yeah, he that, that one got banned. And then on Instagram, he's like one down, 80 to go. So this is all he does. Yeah. It's a sad, sad he life. Needs, he needs a But it provides us with great content. Yeah, yeah, it is. You know what? It's great. It's he's, a, a, he's a cow that never runs out of milk. Mm-hmm. Until he goes to jail, hopefully. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's it'll be a sad day. Obviously, he, he this man should be locked up for life. Yeah. <laughs> but the content. Yeah. Anyway, while we're vaguely on the topic of politics, I guess we can throw Donald Trump on the list of the worst people and things and concepts of the year. Though what is even the point of delving much deeper than that? You already know how yeah. we feel. At this point, you either like him or you don't. Yeah. Honestly. It, nothing is going to change you one way or the yeah. other, com- considering <laughs> that... Both sides have had uh, plenty of time to figure out if they like this man or not. Yeah. And plenty of reasons to hate him or support him. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he has, you know, congratulations, Mr. President. You have successfully worn us down to the point where uh, even trying to recap all the fucking bullshit that you said and did for the past year. It's just a huge headache and well, I'm not going to bother doing it. He got impeached. Yeah, uh, but cool. I mean... We'll see what happens next, <laughs> yeah. but like, yeah. I'm just, I'm so tired. Another thing to, I, I'm, I'm looking forward to the election, but uh, boy, am I actually fucking worried because the lineup of potential candidates, not great. And yeah. the ones that I would like to uh, get the candidacy, probably not going to happen. But hey, prove me wrong, world. Well, America, yeah. prove me wrong, America. So, yeah. On the other hand, the 2020 Democratic primary, it hasn't managed to completely wear us out yet, but it, it surely will eventually. For now, we can add Joe Biden to the pile uh, because why are you running, Joe? Why? Why? Well, I see you. Like, like you're running for president. Hey, you listen gotta... here, Jack. Listen here. Hey, yeah, I got I, people know me. My old boss, uh, Jerry Obama, Obama, Brack. Back when I was in the White House, you know, mm-hmm. I drive a Corvette, but yeah. they won't let me drive the Corvette. So I just had to keep it in the White House garage for like eight years straight. People come to me, they say, Joe, how do we get this, this bill passed? I say, well, you knock on the right door. See that door there? I know that door. I was in this yeah. house for eight years. I knock on that door, they answer. I'm Joe Biden. I, that's that's why I, and listen to me, and listen to me. I got I got no problem with anyone on stage here, but here's what I'm saying. People know me. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, Seriously, yeah. I, 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 How are his poll numbers so high? I, Who are these people that love Joe Biden? I do not want to or desire, in any even a sick way, to to be to suffer 
through a debate between Donald Trump and Joe Biden. Oh, my God. Now, no. fir- first off, that's not going to happen because Donald Trump has already indicated that he won't even debate whoever the candidate yeah, is. Yeah, he's, he's yeah. Nixon did the same thing and, you know, <laughs> worked out <laughs> worked just out fine for him. Uh, but yes, J- Joe, listen, just leave, just leave. Uh, we don't know why his poll numbers are, are still high. I, I, it's just name recognition. Uh, it, it's entirely possible to be as old as Joe and, and still have your shit together mentally. But Joe Biden, he doesn't seem like he does. No. And like, it's it, it's not like we're making fun of him. We're just frustrated. Like, why are you doing this? Yeah. You don't have to do this. <clears throat> yeah, he should just retire. Literally, that's and that's what Barack Obama supposedly said to him. Joe, you don't have to do this. <laughs> His speeches, they're, they're rambling, Grandpa Simpson-esque nonsense. He has senior moments every time he talks. And he even bit his wife's finger during one speech. Uh, also, weird. his platform sucks. And while the whole thing with his son getting a job in Ukraine wasn't illegal, nepotism fucking sucks too. Yeah. Yeah. It's not, I'm not, uh, we are not supporting like, the fact just, that his just son because it's not a crime, like, it doesn't mean it's, it's not, not bad. cool. Yes. I don't want politicians fucking handing out jobs to their family and friends and associates. Yeah, or companies hiring people specifically because who, of who their parents are and yeah. their connections. It's like, Yes, that is bad. Mm-hmm. But also withholding aid that was uh, passed. Yeah, that's worse. From a company or from a co- to a country, and by having them go on TV and yeah. state that they're investigating this whole thing is is also very very bad. Yeah, Donald Trump is much. Uh, he's objectively worse. Look, if yeah. it comes down to Biden and Trump, I will, I will go down to the ballot booth like this. I'll bite my fingers off one by one, mm-hmm. but I'll do it. But uh, yeah. yeah, or retire. Yeah, that'd just be, retire, Joe. Be a lot You've had a good run. Meanwhile, a much younger candidate who was built in a lab using strands of Joe Biden's DNA is also in the race, and his name is Pete Buttigieg. He may not be a a rapist like Jacob Wall and Jack Berkman claim, but he does give off uh, Patrick Bateman American Psycho vibes. Did you see sure. at the at the debate? He's uh, when Warren was calling him like Wine Cave Pete. Oh, fucking great name. Yeah. But he. Uh, his fist, like you could see him just like the Ar- Arthur. He, he was he was Arthur fisting, and then he realized it, and he tried to like cover it up. The man's right. got some some rage below the surface. Yeah, he you don't want to piss him off too much. He'll rip his husband's dick off. It's scary. To think about anyway. Um, yeah, Wine Cave Pete. He's the kid who decides at age ten that he's going to run for president, and that's pretty much never the kind of person that you actually want as president. Mm-hmm. Sort of like uh, well, I'm not going to give Watchmen spoilers, but you can't be Doctor Manhattan if you want to be Doctor Manhattan. Yeah. Anyway. All that aside, the only reason we're really bringing up Mayo Pete is uh, because the Mayor Pete dance absolutely broke both of us. Yes. There's no going back from that. No. And it's sure. forever burned in my brains and yeah. we will forever be uh, in that compilation that was shown on Australian <laughs> national TV as as May- Mayor Pete supporters. It's our fucking legacy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, now, look, we know that uh, Pete himself was not involved in, uh, you know, his supporters creating that dance to Panic at the Disco's high hopes. Uh, Pete has even refused to take part in the dance when asked. But his campaign is the reason it exists. We'll never forgive him for it. Mm-hmm. Although, I can't, I, I've kind of <laughs> forgot it. No, 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 stop, stop, stop. I, I, I've kind of forgotten the full thing, and I don't want to remember it, but there you, he's doing it. He's doing it. All right, yeah. I'll be teaching that one to my grandkids. Oh, I can't wait to regale them with the stories of 2019. Mm-hmm. Okay, we've we've already crowned Wall and Berkman the worst people of the year, but please understand that we mean that 
figuratively. There are much worse people in the world, many of whom we didn't even cover this year. But one guy we did talk about ranks pretty damn high, or at least he did while he was still alive, and that's Jeffrey Epstein. Ugh, yeah, so there's nothing fun about describing why Epstein is so terrible. I mean, the guy literally had a rape island. He did human trafficking. He recruited teenage girls to be his sex slaves. He was a prolific sexual predator. And he did all of this basically in plain sight, having been tried and convicted back in 2008, but allowed to basically live life normally on work release from prison and then just, you know, coming to a nice bed at jail at night being like, hey, did you commit any crimes today? <laughs> nope. Just work. Oh, just headed, normal stuff. Headed out for the day? Well, we'll leave the light on for you. Yeah. And it was like a few months yeah. for like actual fucking rape. It was a slap on the wrist. Yeah. It was pathetic. An affront to justice. Uh, Epstein was very well connected thanks to being extremely rich. And he hung out with the Clintons, Donald Trump, Prince Andrew, Mohammed bin Salman, Bill Gates, Alan Dershowitz, Elon Musk, and loads of other people, including famous actors and scientists. And it's impossible to know just how deep these connections went. Uh, did these people fuck kids on Epstein's rape island or did they just attend rich people parties and do rich people shit with him? It would be great to have an answer to that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but after being arrested on new sex trafficking charges in July, Jeffrey Epstein definitely killed himself in jail. Yeah. He definitely did it. He offed himself, guys. So did he actually kill himself? Or was he murdered because he knew too much about too many powerful people? Ah. Well, that's another thing we don't know, thanks to the fact that all the security cameras were coincidentally turned off when it happened. And, uh, yeah, the whole thing, it's, it's very, very suspicious, especially considering how when Epstein died, the investigation into him, they're just like, all right, well, he's dead. Where's no, Ghislaine Maxwell? Nothing more to look into. I mean, that appears to not, like, it sounds like there are investigations still ongoing mm -hmm. and they're kind of taking their time. Federal authorities are still reportedly investigating other people connected to the sex trafficking operation. Hopefully, Ghislaine Maxwell she probably has a lot of answers to a lot of your questions. Yeah. Um, but uh, Epstein, uh, he definitely took some big secrets to the grave. And if those secrets involve enough rich and powerful people, uh, those people are going to do everything in their power to keep those secrets buried. Yes. So, yeah, just the worst thing. Yes. The worst thing of the year. Uh, speaking of powerful entities, though, this year, the Chinese government really showed America who runs shit. Who runs the world? China. China. Who runs the world? China. China. Residents of Hong Kong have taken to the streets for much of this year to protest against the mainland Chinese government's efforts to take away some of their local autonomy and legal system. And while average Americans generally support these protests, American companies are so deeply ingrained with China and their government that it created some very awkward situations. Yeah, lots of oopsies. Mm -hmm. So Daryl Morey, the general manager of the NBA's Houston Rockets, tweeted out some very mild support of the protesters. And what followed immediately was a series of absolutely pathetic displays of deference from various people associated with the league. Uh, the NBA, like most media, has spent years going after Chinese audiences because there's a fuck ton of people over there and a fuck ton of money to be made off of them. So, yeah, NBA basketball, it's very popular in China at this point with billions of dollars in brand deals, a lot of money up in the air. So when China saw an NBA general manager supporting anti-government protests, well, they got real mad. Yeah. What followed was Daryl Morey just solemnly apologizing. I am so, so sorry. Uh, the NBA condemning Morey's initial tweet and players like James Harden and LeBron James and commentators like Charles Barkley and Stephen A. Smith talking about how much they love China and, and how sorry they are and how they would never want to offend that totally innocent government. It's fucking pathetic. Mm. 
Now, South Park was banned in China for covering this topic in an episode, though it is kind of shocking that South Park was ever allowed to air in China in the first yeah. place. That was the surprise. Because no. I just assumed, like, no, there's no there's way. There's no way. But uh, cool. And, of course, Blizzard also just stepped in the shit over the Hong Kong situation. Uh, they suspended a Hearthstone champion for making statements supporting the protest during a tournament that the guy won. Uh, and then they faced a ton of backlash from fans for doing that. And again, the reason was because Blizzard makes a lot of money in China. So obviously, we can never acknowledge that China is a human rights nightmare because money. Yeah. And these protests, they show no signs of stopping. And with China so deeply embedded in the American economy, we can expect to see much more pathetic bootlicking in the year to come. Yeah. Next up, not a bad person, but rather just bad in general. Boomers. Ugh. Boomers. This year, the Got baby a boomer. boomer. <laughs> Got boomer here. This year, the baby boomer generation, aka people that are roughly 55 to 73 years old, uh, they found out that Gen Z, aka teens and young adults, don't particularly like them. And of course, they just assume that all of these people that don't like them are millennials. Yeah, these damn millennials. Yeah. The the phrase "Okay, boomer." has been a fun little phrase that was used by young people, mostly in response to dumb, out-of-touch shit that old people say, not realizing that the world has changed quite a bit in the last half century. So for years, the media has fed boomers a steady diet of generational warfare in which millennials are blamed for basically everything wrong with the world. Mm -hmm. Now, never mind that millennials is used here to just refer to anyone young and that actual millennials are at this point. The youngest millennials are 23 years old. So, yeah. Anyway, young people, they've been stereotyped worse than ever before for being lazy, entitled little freeloaders with zero work ethic who are single-handedly ruining various industries and social norms. They're the problem. What are we going to do about these millennials? Well, it makes sense that the young people might return some of that sentiment, especially given how bad the climate crisis is predicted to be by the time that they're in adulthood and all the boomers are long dead. Yeah, that's a good point. So OK Boomer was born and mainly used on social media to cathartically shit on older people. Eventually, though, mainstream media picked up on this and reported on it. And boomers responded with poise and dignity. Because, remember, they're the generation with thick skin. Unlike you oversensitive youngsters, you're the snowflakes, mm -hmm. not them. Just kidding. They lost their fucking minds. <laughs> they went absolutely apeshit over yeah. this. I was initially... How dare I was you? like, damn it, the meme... Anytime, you know, anytime a good meme gets get mainstream, it's like, yeah, damn yeah. it, that's it. But so, no... This, this meme being mainstreamed gave it a whole second life. Yeah, they were gassing this thing up for weeks yeah. and months, and it's still going. And that's the best part of OK Boomer. Boomer's absurd reactions to it, as if it were an actual slur, served to validate the need for OK Boomer in the first place. It was self-validating. Mm -hmm. Boomers could have simply acknowledged that a lot of young people don't respect them very much and, you know, moved on with their lives, having the satisfaction of already having grown up during the most prosperous time in American history. But no. That wouldn't be enough. Being disrespected by a teen on the internet was an affront that could not stand. And sure, as many have pointed out in the endless stream of think pieces on OK Boomer, generational warfare isn't the solution when the real enemy is oligarchic capitalism, and that's what got us to where we are today. There are plenty of good boomers out there. Hope you're listening. There are some of you that yeah, are great. We got some boomer followers. Yeah, but also you're overthinking all of this. Everyone it's, is overthinking. It's just a TikTok meme, folks. There's obviously, I guess, more to it than that. But at the end of the day, OK Boomer is just a thing young people say when they're frustrated with how older people are treating them. And they have every right to feel that way and post about it. Uh, and you can just choose to ignore it and it will go away. Yeah. When you don't give it attention, you steal all of its power and... 
People, th they already thought it was lame because the news was reporting it. All you had yeah. to do was not say anything. The meme was about to die. But no. It was on its last breath. But no, they had their sand and starfish and shell-encrusted tumblers out. They said, what? The only tumbler I like is the one that I hold in my hand that has a mint julep mixed into it. Mm -hmm. And they sipped it on their lanai's, looking out over their golf course backyards. And they said, you know what? You know what I have a lot of? Money. You know what I have a lot of? Time on my hands. I'm going to fight this yeah. like I've never fought a battle in my life. This is my Vietnam once this, again. This is how I will spend my twilight years. Vietnam too. <laughs> this is how I, I will spend the last years of my life fighting fighting my children and their children. Yeah. And, uh, you know, go out with a big bang. Make, will, make everyone hate me. I will die having never admitted to being wrong about anything. Literally dying on the hill. <laughs> yeah, it's great. Wow. Well, Time to talk about this week's sponsors, starting with Drop, formerly known as MassDrop. The Control Mechanical Keyboard, available exclusively on Drop.com, is a premium keyboard that's considered by many to be the best keyboard on the market today. Mechanical keyboards are the preferred choice for gamers and anyone who types regularly, and no keyboard has a better reputation than the Control. The Control features a solid aluminum frame and a sturdy switch plate with beautiful built-in LEDs that can be customized to deliver millions of different color schemes. The typing is weighted and responsive, and those who are into keyboard customization will love the Control's hot swappable switches, which allow for switch changing without the need for soldering, and full keyboard programmability using the latest QMK firmware. No matter who you are, a board like the Control can be a huge benefit to your day-to-day -day life. Just think about how much you type and how much time you spend at your desk. You deserve something that looks and feels great. There's a no-hassle 30-day return policy, plus a host of other great products on the Drop.com site. Follow the link below or check out Drop.com for more great products like Control. And this episode is sponsored by HelloFresh. HelloFresh is America's number one meal kit delivery service, bringing you easy seasonal recipes and pre-measured ingredients right to your door. All you have to do is cook and enjoy. HelloFresh makes cooking delicious meals at home a reality, regardless of your comfort in the kitchen. Say goodbye to endless grocery store trips and takeout food. HelloFresh has you covered. Break out of your dinner rut with 20-plus seasonal chef-curated recipes to choose from each week. There's something for everyone, from family recipes to calorie-smart and vegetarian, and fun menu series like Hall of Fame and Kraft Burgers. And my favorite thing about HelloFresh is seeing how many different unique ways there are to cook familiar meals like burgers, tacos, and pasta. Cooking and eating never gets boring with HelloFresh, and every box comes with a fun new challenge for the kitchen that's never too hard, even for beginners. Get nine free meals with HelloFresh by going to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird9 and using the code WeeklyWeird9. Again, that's nine free meals by going to HelloFresh.com slash WeeklyWeird9 and using the promo code WeeklyWeird9. Anyways, yeah, the initial list that we made of things to talk about in this video is, at this point, it's too long to actually cover in depth the way we've been doing with the topic so far. So let's, you know, let's just quickly list out some of the honorable mentions and comment on them a little bit. The biggest one, of course, it's not really a bad thing. No. But it's a recurring topic that did come to an end this year, and that was MoviePass. Uh, yeah, it was, uh, I mean, this was an extension from plenty of years past, but yeah. uh, this year we got to see the death of MoviePass. And they survived at least a year longer than I thought they would. Yeah, they they, they really they were like a zombie at one they point. Tested, Couldn't kill them. They tested the limits on how much a company can fail mm -hmm. repeatedly. And never make money ever. Yeah. Like and and still survive. And it's amazing. Luckily, when the movie pass saga ended, the WeWork saga came from the yeah, ashes. It was perfect. So. It's it's like whoever's writing the script up there in heaven, they they came up with a great, you know, 
okay, oh, Pablo Escobar is dead. What are we going to do with Narcos Season 3? We're going to bring in WeWork. Boom. Yeah, there you go. Same, same sort of topic, but we found a new story, a new cast. And, yeah, yeah that's why WeWork is... Also, also on the list. also on the list. I mean, again, Adam Newman probably is actually a terrible person. He absolutely has a god complex and yeah. uh, an ego that uh, you know he he's just the the most perfect example of someone whose uh, entire success was built on how charismatic he was mm-hmm. and how convincing his lies were. Yeah, when literally all he was doing was uh, renting office space in major cities and then subletting that office space, but. Uh, Hey, that's, that's it. That's a startup. And somehow somehow getting billions of dollars. Yeah. They faked uh, being a tech company. And somehow uh, going public or trying to go public and getting valued at $47 billion. Yeah. The, the one good thing about this is that it shows that there are some sort of checks and balances on bullshit like this because it immediately was uh, like sunk. Yeah. It, it was immediately impossible for them to go public. Nevertheless... The dude got a golden parachute that would keep him very wealthy for a hundred yeah. lifetimes. So. He's gonna, he's gonna start a, a new idea at some point. Oh yeah, point. I, can't I can't wait. wait. Yeah, I can't wait to see what it is. Yeah. So, no. yeah, stay tuned for that. I mean, WeWork is still around. Yeah, still is. So okay, uh, another one. Not not you know the worst person in the world. Well, pretty bad. Yeah. He, you know the, the he did some bad stuff. stuff. Papa John. Yeah, Papa John. Kind of forgot about Papa John. He's another one. Most of his, uh, you know, downfall, his scandals happened. And was it 2018 or 2017? Jeez, I don't know. It's been a while. Yeah, time's a flat circle. Anyway, towards the end of 2019, when we thought everything that could possibly happen had already happened, is that Papa John's music playing? He runs out with a chair. He's all greased up. He's talking about eating, you know, 40 pizzas in 30 days (laughs) because he's investigating uh, whether his old company has changed. Jesus, coming out of his pores. Yeah, and he's talking about, uh, you know, bringing vengeance and. Retribution and the reckoning is coming. Yeah, he's talking about a reckoning. He got then he got divorced immediately after that interview. Divorced. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, he's not like the worst person ever, but he didn't have a great year. And he said no. the n word. And also, like he's another one, like Joe Biden. He did a real pro gamer move. He, he had a he had a bit of a he gamer did a lot moment. of pro gamer moves. He said the n word, and then he uh, had a very public. Uh, explanation for for like yeah. all of his problems, just like uh, t- uh, Phase Banks. He had a heated pizza moment. He's the Phase Banks of pizza chain yeah. ownership. But again, like Joe Biden, you have this man is still very very wealthy. Mm-hmm. Just go retire, have a great rest of your life. That's the problem, and we've already like said why. It, it's all ego. Yeah, because. Any normal person, if they had a fraction of the money that these people have, like, oh, I'd never have to work again. Why would I want to work? I'm going on permanent vacation. I'm going to see the world. I'm going to experience different cultures. I'm going to taste fantastic cuisine. No, no. No, he lives in fucking Louisville, Kentucky. (laughs) You could live anywhere, Papa John. You could do anything. Anything. Anything at all in the entire world. The world is literally your oyster. You could do whatever you want. You're single now. Instead, you just try very publicly to to claw your way back to own uh, to owning a pizza chain. They're not going to give you your company back. This is just not going to happen. Just just fucking get drunk and go to baseball games. You like that? You like that? Yeah. Just do that. You can get drunk and it doesn't matter anymore. Yeah. No. Who cares? Yeah. I mean, as long as you don't drive or say the n word. Yeah. <laughs> uh, another thing from this past year, and this is more of a general concept, but just a lot of poop. A lot of poop. Attacks. A lot of people attacking others with poop. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah, we had the the guy in L.A. The uh, I mean, obviously, obviously, everyone doing these things is mentally 
disturbed in some yeah. way. But we had the the guy in L.A. dumping a the hot diarrhea hot diarrhea bucket on an unsuspecting innocent woman, yeah. traumatizing her. And then Toronto, yeah, then the up Toronto, in Toronto copycat uh, attacker, just going into university libraries during I'm, finals and just dumping fucking diarrhea. I and piss really on hope this is not a the spark of a new trend that is going to carry over into the next decade because uh, that is. It is not the future that we want. It's not the future that we deserve. Yeah. And by God, people need to stop throwing gonna, shit on each other. If you're going to commit, you know, if you're going to run into like a, a building and, and attack people, just fucking just kill me. <laughs> I'd rather be dead than have to get tested for like a staph infection every month for the rest of my life because yeah. you poured fucking feces all over me. Mm-hmm. I don't uh, want it. Next up on the list, uh, a person whose music is generally pretty good. Yeah, he... Uh, I did, and I, this is another one. This was uh, back in May or something like that. Moby, oh, uh, an amazing, groundbreaking, trend-setting electronic artist. Yeah. Who still, still consistently puts out good music. Yeah. He uh, did, was it a book that he published? Yeah, yeah. He, he, he published he, his memoir, mm-hmm. and in it, uh, he for whatever reason, like embellished he, a story. He, yeah, he really like uh, he wanted people to About believe his sexual prowess that him and Natalie Portman. Actress Natalie Portman had dated, like, back in the early 2000s. And he just doubled, tripled down on the whole thing, uh, yeah. which is, uh, as we've told you many it, times before, yeah. is not the not yeah. the path. If you were dating someone, you you would know. Yeah. It wouldn't be, wouldn't be something that gets miscommunicated. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, yeah, Natalie Portman, she's like, uh, yeah, we never we never dated. He was just like, I was like, first of all. In I fact, would, I found him creepy. Yeah, I found him creepy. I was 18 years old, and this 40-year-old man, uh, you know, he was... You know, he was real friendly, maybe a little too friendly. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah, I don't. I don't recall ever, ever agreeing to uh, be his girlfriend or yeah. date him. So, um, uh, yeah, please stop telling people this. Yeah. And then Moby, he came back and he he's just like, hey, yeah, folks, you know it happens. You know we, uh, you know sometimes you miscommunicate stuff. Like he 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 refused to like, f- flat out admit that he lied. Yeah. He, eventually, weird, though, weird he did thing. cop to it okay. and apologize. I believe. Or maybe it was a non-apology. It was yeah. It was close to acknowledging that uh, it didn't happen, or at least that he wanted to put it behind him. Yeah. So. All he had to do was publish a book, and then and then uh, you know lie yeah. and lie again, mm-hmm. and just uh, you know put a weird cloud over his entire career. You hate to see it. You hate to see it. And uh, I don't know. I don't know if 2019 was any different. Well, yeah, yeah. actually, I think it probably was in terms of like fandom. I don't as think it was worse. General I don't think it was worse than uh, 2017 and 2018 because you had uh, the female Ghostbusters. Oh well, yeah, that was a pretty uh, dark time. You had uh, the Last Jedi. Well, uh, but like, okay, so I think what's different this year, and especially very recently, yeah. is like in the past, people hated things that they hated. Mm-hmm. Now people hate things that they like, like people whose entire defining trait is mm-hmm. that they are a Star Wars person, spend all day hating on Star Wars. Yeah. Because they don't know That's what passion, else to do Elliot. with themselves. Elliot, that is passion. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know. I just, uh, but it's, yeah, no, I it's think exhausting. There was, there was worse years for fandom, but again, it's it's not getting any better. Yeah. It's not getting any better, so... Uh, it's it's just so exhausting. Yeah, it is very tiring. I, but I, the good news is that there's not going to be too many Star Wars movies in the near future. So, and uh, uh, the all of the previous Marvel shit is done. Yeah, Spider Man's still in the MCU. Yeah. So maybe there's going to be less stuff to uh, bitch about in the future. And then everyone's going to miss it. They're going to be like, oh, God, can yeah. you believe it? Now I got to complain that they made a high fidelity series with a black woman. So this isn't the type of 
a stuff that I'm used to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love the John Cusack classic, but, you know, I didn't have the, the just the ferociousness that I had with the Star Wars franchise. Yeah. Give it back to me. Well, so. I mean, there's plenty of things to watch. There's more things to watch than ever before. Yeah. And that itself is one of the worst things about, actually, one of the worst things about 2020. Yeah. Sort of one of the worst things about 2019, but it's going to get a lot worse in 2020 is the streaming wars. Yes, the streaming they, wars. They have begun. The streaming wars, they have begun. And, yes. uh... You know, a few of them have launched. Apple TV, kind of, kind of a dud. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Disney Plus. Uh, what's there. that? Uh, the guy, the the other guy from Disney, the old Queeby. Katzenberg. Yeah, Queeby's coming, baby. Queeby. Uh, but yeah, you got HBO Quibi. Max on its way. You got NBC Universal, whatever they're doing. Uh, it's it's everything is going to be separated and compartmentalized yeah. to the point where you're going to have to have a, a bunch of different services or pick and choose every time that you want to watch something new. Mm-hmm. It's, uh, it's a hassle. Cost about as much as cable. Yeah, it's a big hassle. It's very annoying. Uh, but uh, at the very least. There's a, a lot of money being put into this kind of stuff, so we're going to get more content if you can handle it. And I guess yeah. by by proxy, a lot more things to complain about too. So there you go. Yeah, I mean, you'll you know, once we have all these streaming services up and running, you're going to go on Twitter.com and you're going to see people complaining about something, and you're not even going to know what they're talking yeah. about. They're like, I don't know, that's not some other fucking service that I don't have. I'm going to go complain about the stuff I watch. You complain about what you watch. My angry comments about all these things are not getting the same amount of. Likes and retweets and comments as yeah. they used to. Sad. Yeah. And, uh, well, the la- here, here's the last person I'll put under worst of the year. But not They're really right. worst. Well. That's why all these are, are at the end. Yeah. Because so, yeah, the, these are uh, just things that we covered a lot that were so yeah, <laughs> kind of weird. Maddie Roberts, mm-hmm. the guy who did the original post, Storm Area 51, Can't Stop All of Us. Mm-hmm. If we know Ruto Run, they'll, their bullets will miss us. It was yeah. a great post. It's a fun little, fun little moment in Facebook. You don't get a lot of good Facebook moments. But he just like it. the OK Boomer meme, the damn mainstream picked up on it. It caught and, on. Uh, yeah, everyone was like, oh, my God, did you see that a million people are going to run into Area 51? We're finally going to get them damn aliens. What a bunch of idiots. Yeah. But it eventually, it morphed into a real thing. And this Matty Roberts guy, he teamed up with the little alien, that quaint little motel out mm-hmm. in the middle of fucking nowhere. They had an event planned, and yeah. everything... Seemed like it was going to be pretty cool. But yeah. then, the last minute, like a week and a half before Storm Area 51. A state of emergency. Uh, Maddie Roberts severed all ties with the little alien. Yeah. Threatened to sue them. Immediately, he was sitting in front of like Bud Light logos being like, yeah, I don't know. I just thought this would be the more fun choice. Yeah. Drink Bud Light. <laughs> he fucking sold out. Yeah. His party just looked like any party you could go to Vegas because it was in the party. Outside of Vegas, was, yeah. yeah. the party moved to the Las Vegas, or actually Old Vegas, but uh, it was like any party you could go to in Las Vegas. There was yeah. nothing special or Area 51 about it. Yeah. But he but, has a lot of time to prep for next year. Yeah, and he, he's like, no, we're taking it on the road. I haven't heard of peep. And Well, people did know. actually show up at, at, at almost Area 51. They showed up outside. Yeah, and that was... if It, it was a cultural moment. That was one of no my matter how favorite. Stupid. That was one of the good things of yeah. this year was the fact that the Storm Area 51 thing, it actually came together. The people who actually showed up out there in the middle of nowhere... It seems like they had fun. It seemed like they had a good time. Yeah. It seemed like the vibe was very positive and fun. Like, obviously... Not a ton of people showed up. I think it was 10,000 tops. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, it, was, it, it was looked cool. like a genuinely cool, like, that's the kind of internet story you like to see. Yeah. 
Where, Nothing bad I, really happened. Yeah. Uh, everyone just came together. It was a great meetup for people that, uh, you know, normally wouldn't go do something yeah. like that and inspired them to go out. To everyone doubted that town. They, yeah. Everyone doubted Little Alien. They're like, oh, you're going to get people killed. You're going to run out of water. People are going to, like, starve to death. Nope. And like, no. None of that happened. We got, Everyone underestimated these nice people out there in the desert. Yeah. They got it done. So we, we salute the uh, the people that actually showed up at Area 51 as yeah. some of the best of the year. Including Bruce Green. <laughs> yeah, Bruce Green Although showed up Although he went there for like two hours and then turned right back around. He couldn't handle Weird. The, the, the isolation out there. Um, another favorite of this year. Good things. Oh, we're, in, we're in the good section Yeah, this now, is the good the section. Yeah, yeah. We're, talking, we're talking about good stories. Uh, I, I, apparently the pronunciation is closer to like Hubei Pungza. But the, the, the Chinese guy. The, the, guy drink, that the, 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 the Chinese guy who drinks a lot of booze. Uh, he, you know, came into all of our lives. His his Chinese social media posts got reposted on Western social media. Everyone's like, that's awesome. Yeah. That guy can really drink a lot of booze. Very, very uh, intricate, artistic yeah. ways to drink down lots and lots of booze. Yeah, breathtaking, acrobatic. Mm. So he finds out. He joins Twitter.com through like a VPN. Turns out he's wholesome. Yeah. He's an extremely wholesome guy. Mm-hmm. He's like, look, I don't drink as much anymore. I was a younger man. But I will post pictures or post videos of me breaking bricks with my bare hands, which he does. Yeah. Uh, cooking. Cooking entire like elaborate Chinese meals from scratch. Yeah. Uh, like roaming around his village and like just helping out. Doing manual labor for people that need it. One of the heroes. He's a, yeah. Like fucking salt of the earth guy. Every 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 time he posts, I, it makes me smile. Yeah, knowing that uh, there are parts of the world. And where he was gonna have a <laughs> he was gonna have a meetup, but we couldn't go. Banned from China. Sorry. Yeah, he yeah. did. He has appeared in a few videos. One of them was some barstool sports guy got yep. out there, and I was like, ah. but uh, another another vlogger went out there recently and did a nice video with him. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I, I love your content, sir. We salute you. We salute you. You're the in like in a year where. You know, Chinese-U.S. relations. Not great. Not great. He is the olive branch. Yeah. This yeah. man, we need to send this man to the, the U.N. Yes. With a giant wok. Have him cook a <laughs> cook a meal on the U.N. floor. Get everyone drunk. Te- teach them all how to do the tornado chug. Yeah. We could, we could it's a lot of bring about world peace. Yeah. Uh, moving on to another person who uh, made this year great for us. Uh, yeah. That would be presidential candidate Ace Watkins. Yes. If you haven't watched our video where we interview him, it was one of our favorite pieces of content uh, for the entire year. Yeah. It was something different, something different that we haven't done in a while. Uh, and it came out great. And the Twitter account, uh, Ace Watkins, uh, GamerPress2020. Uh, yeah, it's Gamer is, for, uh, for, I don't know, you'll find it. It, it. it astounds me how they are so good at keeping it going and keeping the jokes fresh. Because they're 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 yeah. they are going off current events and stuff too. But it's it's like it seems like it's it would impressive. be it would be a one trick pony. Yeah. Like you'd run out of of gamer politics jokes to make. But yeah. every day there's multiple great posts on there yeah. that bring joy to me. And undoubtedly, one day in the future we will have a gamer president because everyone that has been born past a certain date. Almost everyone. Has almost hundred percent of people, except for Mayor Pete, yeah, has like, played video games. I feel like Andrew Yang must have played some video games at oh, some for point. for sure. Yeah, yeah. M- Mayor Pete probably played some Call of Duty. Yeah, Yang feels like... it seems, I, I'd picture Yang playing like 2K. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Buttigieg, Buttigieg, he plays Call of Duty. But he Elizabeth Warren plays uh, Farming Simulator. Elizabeth Warren is like super into Skyrim. And she's um, like... Uh, <laughs> yeah, Joe, Joe Biden plays Candy Crush. <laughs> Uh, uh, Joe Biden plays Leisure Suit Larry. <laughs> <laughs> hey, can you believe this guy? Hey, 
You got, yeah, they got tits in the video game. Have, you seen, have you seen this guy? He get, hey, you, in the game, if you uh, if you have sex with an economy, you die. It's crazy. Yeah. This game's crazy. They make games like this still? Yeah. Oh, I love it. Uh, Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders. Absolutely next. no video games. No, no, no. Bernie yeah, Sanders, Bernie Sanders Civilization. Has, uh, that that would kind of <laughs> make sense. Yeah. Bernie Sanders literally hasn't listened to, like, music since the 1960s. Only, like, only run the jewels. Like, all pop culture he has he has just abstained yeah. from. It's fascinating. Yeah. And uh, Amy Klobuchar, um, she plays dating simulators. Amy Klobuchar, she just goes down to the local axe-throwing place. That's how she gets her kicks. She throws <laughs> yeah. axes. Yeah. And then eats salad with them. And the, the final... Uh, I almost put this person as a bad of the year. Yeah, I'm interested you know in how you're gonna how you're gonna justify this being not only on the the better side of the the list, but uh, one of the last people we talk about. I don't know. I, it's not any real reason. It's yeah. just the last person I thought of. But Soldier Boy, Soldier Boy came on the scene, took the gaming world by storm by uh, buying a bunch of like shitty Chinese. Uh, he didn't even buy it. He was just a front for. Like he was, uh, he was airdropping. Yeah, yeah, he's airdropping all so, of this shit. List creating a website listing a bunch of Chinese uh, products, and then when people would order them from him, he would order them from China and just ship them directly to the customer. Yeah, and he like he he kept this up for much longer than anyone would have thought. Yeah, he finally went to jail uh, though, right? Did he? Yeah, I think that's why he should be on the worst list because I think he was like, Soldier Boy didn't go to jail. Yeah, I think he went to jail. Hold buddy. on, I, buddy. I need to buddy. We might have to cut Soldier Boy. Soldier off the Boy list. Jail. Oh. 240 days for a probation violation. Yeah, and he was in, in the, he was he was on probation for something pretty bad, I believe. Oh, but no, he got out of jail in July. He was in jail though. Yeah, well, I just know it was funny. Like no one got no one got hurt in the Soldier Console and Soldier Game thing. The consumers. No. No one got hurt. Anyone who was ordering this shit knew exactly what they were getting. I don't know. People are really dumb sometimes. Well, you know, that's their fault. Yeah. Soldier Boy was just trying to, he was trying to become an entrepreneur. And then all the big gaming companies, they, they stamped out the competition like the, you know, cartel that they are. They can't have Soldier Boy in there. They don't want him to win. We, we, have, we, have, we are ending this episode being on two different sides of the aisle here. I cannot <laughs> vote for Soldier Boy. And I no one to. got hurt. It was funny. Every week it was like, oh, Soldier Boy, did you see what he did now? Yeah. Wow, prolific. And he and I, I, he claimed that, you know, he just flat out lied. He's like, you look at all these things I invented. Wow, <laughs> look at all my He's products. a grifter. It's, yeah, but no one got hurt. Well, it's let's fine. let's give the actual best of award to people who really deserve it. And that is you, yeah. the viewer. Thank you guys so, so much for watching all of our videos this year. We really, we can't say enough how much we appreciate it. Uh, if you're not subscribed to this channel, please subscribe. Don't forget to like videos. We have had a, a great, great year, and it's all because of you. Uh, we want to thank, uh, most importantly of all, our Patreon supporters and our YouTube members for contributing to the channel. Uh, it helps keep this channel afloat. And just thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. We and, are uh, eternally grateful. Yes. Couldn't have done it without you. You so, are our heroes. You're the best of 2019. Best of 2019. Now, hopefully, you're going to be mm. the best of 2022, right? Right? You're going to tell all of your friends, everyone you know, to subscribe to the channel? Yeah. If we make it to 200, I'll... Uh, shave your beard? I'll shave the beard and just leave the mustache for a whole month. Hitler stash at 200. No. Okay. No. Well, that's... Uh, no. Okay. <laughs> Not going to do that one. Well, uh, it, while, while you're still here, if you're, uh, if you're bored... Well, before that, ha ha Happy New Year. This is the last oh, yeah, video yeah. of the year. Happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. And I hope your Christmas is good. Yeah. Happy New Year. But if you're bored, uh, we have... <laughs> A very long uh, award show called The Tuggies that you can watch over here. And another episode of Weekly Weird News right here. Thank you so much for a wonderful year. Happy New Year. 
Let's start 2020 strong. We'll see you soon. Yeah. We'll see you in the new year. Bye.